You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Nerds! Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. Welcome into Loho Daily. I am Loho, a.k.a. Lawrence Holmes. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. The Cubs win. 9-1 to is your final over on the north side. They beat the Brewers. They win two out of three against Milwaukee over the weekend as the season starts properly. This was a well-pitched game today for the Cubs on a day that you shouldn't be able to pitch well. It was one of those days where if you got it up into the jet stream, you were probably going to get a home run or at least something against the wall unless Ian Happ or Albert Almora Jr. were back there out there swiping things. Swiper, stop swiping. Tyler Chatwood was really good today. Six innings, struck out eight, only gave up three hits, looked in command. He wasn't wild. I mean, he had a couple walks, but... He did work, and then the, the Cubs bullpen did fine. They didn't, didn't even have to go to the regulars in their bullpen. So that's good news. It's a good start for them. There's a couple of things about the game and some of the things that happened in the game that I want to talk about in particular, but let me just say that it's a, it's a great start for them. Game inside the division, we're 5% through the season now. As weird as that sounds, it is the truth. We are 5% through the season. And the Cubs came up with two wins out of the three, and then they they hit the ball. They were able to hit the ball, especially today. What I loved about it, at least early on in the game, is that they were moving guys. Like It was just kind of like, even though the wind's blowing out, we'll hit some of these the opposite way, we'll drive in runs. And they were able to do that. They also hit the long ball. Wilson Contreras had an immaculate bat flip in this game that I don't know if we're giving enough attention to, quite honestly. I, I think that, that that was really cool. Because his bat flip in regular times would have been cause for someone to throw something at somebody. But we seem to be living in a space where the social distancing aspect of baseball being back might eliminate there being fights because I thought for sure yesterday there was going to be trouble. Can I just say that I really like that you can hear the guys for the most part, more so on Fox than on Marquee. And I wish Marquee would give us a little bit more of that natural sound than the can sound. Oh, by the way, Fox should never do that fan thing ever again. It, it It's an interesting concept, but the execution of it, it just looks kind of creepy. And then there's this weird thing that happens when you're seeing, like if you're just doing the crowd shot, like it doesn't bother me that much. 
But when you blend it in with the real action that's happening on the field, I don't know. It makes me feel a little weird. It really does. Ian Happ is one of my favorite players to watch on this Cubs team. And let me tell you why. They sent that man down to Iowa last year. And you can tell that he took whatever advice that they had given him in the minors and he had vowed that he's never being sent back there again. Not because he hates Iowa. Just because. Y'all not sending me back to AAA. Now, granted, there's no AAA to send him to this year. He'd have to be sent to South Bend. But he's been making it very clear ever since he came back last season that he's not going back. That he's going to be on this active roster and he is going to be fighting for opportunities to play. And when you swing the bat like he's swinging the bat, that works. But on top of that, you have him making a spectacular play at center field. That play that he made up against the wall is difficult and painful. Sure, the Ivy is in full bloom now, and that helps a little bit, but it's still scary to run back there and make a play. And he made it, and then he hit a bomb on top of it. So a good afternoon for Ian Happ. He goes two for four in the game with three RBIs. Wilson Contreras keeps hitting home runs, and and he keeps making loud noises too. Like he's hitting the ball with authority. I haven't taken a look at his exit velo, but it seems like he is barreling the ball up right now. Two for four for him with two RBIs. And then you also have Anthony Rizzo hitting one out, and that's good to see. It it was fun watching. They had commanded this game pretty early on, and it seemed like Tyler Chatwood was in a good space. When you jump out 5 nothing you should feel good about your chances to win the game. But there were a lot of good things that happened. And then on top of, you know, Hap, you have Almora going back there and making an impossible catch. Lynn and JD were talking about it on the broadcast, and they're right. A lot of fielders, when they go back, they are worried about what happens if the ball hits off the bottom of the fence. And sometimes maybe you think about playing it off the wall or off the fence instead of trying to go get it, because if it does skip off the the, the bottom of, of the basket, it could roll a long way, and you're talking about a triple. I haven't seen any inside-the-park home runs like that at Wrigley, but you're definitely talking about two and probably three bases on a play like that. The tracking ability of Almora, he's one of the best at doing it, in my opinion. I'm sure there are some metrics that back me up on that and probably some others that don't. But I, when it comes to playing center field at Wrigley, he seemed to, to, got, to got it down. And have two guys that were able to make spectacular plays out there was pretty dope to watch. Now let me talk about two guys that are struggling. They both got hits today. Chris Bryant doesn't look comfortable at the plate. And I don't know if that's an issue of he's not feeling quite right yet. Or if there's something more to it. Like, is he physically okay or is he just getting confused at, at the plate? Because in that, that fourth inning when the Cubs score four runs, 
it felt like a perfect opportunity for him to break out. Like the line was just moving. Guys were getting hits. They were hitting Milwaukee around, and Chris doesn't seem to be able to jump in on it. He did break a bat later on and got a hit, which is good, but he also struck out three times. He doesn't look comfortable. I'm curious what he says about it. And it's weird because you can't really talk about it being early anymore. I mean, it is. We're three games in, but three games into 60, not three games into 162. So any level of concern, I think, is warranted, whether it's from inside the clubhouse or the, the fan who is just trying to figure out what happens next with this squad. So it's something to keep an eye on. He was removed from the game later to have Bodie go out there and get some reps playing some third base for you. I wonder what David Ross will do with Bryant. And remember, while we think prototypically that Bryant makes sense for the leadoff because he's a guy that will see a lot of pitches, and he has. He's seen a ton of pitches over the first three games. He's done his job in that regard. There are guys that will tell you that, that hitting leadoff is similar to closing, where it's not supposed to be different. Your job is not supposed to be any different. But you do feel the pressure of it when you're a closer and when you're hitting leadoff. You feel the pressure of, well, I got to see a lot of pitches and I got to help the other guys out. Are you having the same type of at bat that you would have if you're batting second or third? In the baseball that we all kind of grew up with, Chris Bryant strikes me as a natural three hitter. Like your best hitter would hit three, right? Your power hitter would hit four. But there isn't anyone that can really hit in that leadoff spot. And it has been a black hole for the Cubs for a lot of years since Dexter left. But I imagine that there's still some getting used to hitting in the leadoff spot. I expect that KB will be fine if he's physically okay. But it's something to keep a watch on. The other one is Jason Hayward. He got a hit today. He got his first hit today. He's one for 10 now. But he is still kind of rolling over on on breaking balls and hitting them to the right side. A couple of four threes, a couple of threes unassisted so far in his first 10 at-bats. With him, I always wonder, his swing plane is very, like he definitely is a guy that seems to swing level or down. And I wonder how much they've talked to him about elevating his swing plane. Because with all that power, and he gets decent exit velocity. Unfortunately, like the exit velocity is like ground balls to second base. So, yeah, I mean, you're hitting it with 103 mile per hour exit velocity, but you're hitting it right at the second baseman. I wonder if they've explored anything in the way of asking him to try and elevate. Because with all that pop, you know, he's got pop in that bat. He's a strong dude. I wonder if that's something that has been talked about. But overall, one series is in the books. The Cubs get ready to go to Cincinnati next. And I like their plan. I, I thought it was a really interesting plan. And I think it's a plan that honestly keeps them safe for another night. The plan of we'll fly to Cincinnati tomorrow. It's a 45-minute flight. 
and we'll go home. We'll sleep in our own beds. We'll stay in the environment that for the most part has kept the Cubs safe. And we'll limit our time that we're going to be in a hotel. I love it. I think it makes a lot of sense. Let's see. What else can I talk about from this game? Is there anything else? Schwarber with a a couple of opportunities on the bases today. Contreras home run. We talked about that. Caratini with a hit and then Josh Fegley replaced him. Oh, I really enjoy Javier Baez when, when uh, they were talk when they had Sadler out on the mound and he couldn't get a grip and he needed a rosin bag. I thought it was really funny when the way Javi Baez, he pitched it like he was a softball pitcher. That was really funny. He's so fun. Like overall, he's a fun player to be around and to watch. But there are the Cubs. The Cubs find themselves 2-1. and one. That's what you're hoping to see. You want to see a team get off to a good start? Because this is 60 games. It's not 162. And so far, so good. You take a series from your division rival, and now you face another division team that is desperate and hungry because the Cincinnati Reds are supposed to be the best team in the National League Central this year, with all the money that they spent and all the things that they did, you get an opportunity to do some real damage to them coming up this week. I have more on it on the radio show all week long, noon to two. We appreciate that. We appreciate you listening. There's going to be tons of baseball coverage throughout the week. But yeah, Cubs win. It's a good weekend for them. Thanks for listening to the podcast.